Where's Marky Mark? What? what? No. no. <laughs> well, that, that was weird. You were exactly in sync then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Creepy. We now know that our universe is far stranger, far more alive than we had ever imagined. The crew of Europa One changed the fundamental context in which all of humanity understands itself. I don't know what greater measure of success they could have achieved. Europa Report is a 2013 lost footage science fiction film directed by Sebastian Cordero, starring a lot of people you've never heard of, including the Swedish guy who played Daniel Craig's role in the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and the lead human from District 9. The plot involves a team of astronauts travelling to Europa, one of Jupiter's moons, to look for signs of sushi. I'm your host, Neil T, in merry old England, and joining me on today's Dying for Skull Movie Club podcast are my regular co-hosts, Todd Brisket in Austin, Texas. Hey, Neil. I feel like I just watched 2001 A Space Odyssey, but they replaced the existentialism with Yoen drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Jovial Jackie with Jovial John in their new seven-story, 10,000-square-feet house in Virginia. (laughs) Not quite. What would you do if you get out there and find nothing? Well, even if we found nothing, it's an effective discovery. <laughs> and Stephen Greenwell, <laughs> a.k.a. the 50-yard king in Rhode Island. I am putting myself to the fullest possible use, which is all I think that any conscious entity can ever hope to do. <laughs> <clears throat> oh. You know what I can't adjust to? It's the drinking of the distilled urine. <laughs> oh, tangy, tangy, very tart, very tart. Gross. <laughs> you know what I can't? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's a Todd drop. <laughs> you know what I can't adjust to? The drinking of the distilled urine. Oh, James. I'm just saying. You're worried about my smell? And you're drinking my urine? Drinking my yoin. <laughs> I was actually going to do the girls doing the oh James, but I thought that sounded a little bit too hacky, a bit like a bit like sort of Stephen Greenwell kind of hackiness, you know. How dare you! Oh, what an attack, Neil! You'll be happy to, happy to know that is the only clip I pulled from this movie. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna say there isn't really a lot. I've actually got a couple of I uh, got one drop actually, but I'll, we'll come to that later. One tiny little drop, which is uh, it's not very drop worthy, is it? Really, this this movie. I know yeah. you're you're attacking me, and you're also attacking, uh, you know, just science right off the bat. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. People people need to drink their own urine in space, Neil. Well, this movie I wish you, you have to. I you wish... have to. There, you have no choice. That's what you have to do. Yeah. You have to recycle those fluids. You might as well just beat out the middleman and just uh, have a golden shower hour. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted you to imagine was me drinking my little frothy sort of you know orange flavor orange colored piss <laughs> um but that's one thing about this movie is that it does ramp up the realism i mean it really does look like it could oh, be sure, a yeah. real you know documentary footage to some degree i mean obviously mm-hmm. it's 
-hmm. it's low budget and what have you, but yeah, it's quite nice on that level. They they make the smart decision to not really get in to get into too many specifics about how they're making it out to Europa. Like Mm -hmm. there's no there's no talk of a flux capacitor engine or anything like that. (laughs) Right. Or dilithium crystals. Well, do you, do you remember how long it, they said it took them? Did it take them 20 months or something Yeah, like that? I, I, they kept yeah. flashing up the, the number of months on the screen, and I did I did look a few, and they go they sort of go back and forth in time, don't they? But I think the longest was about 22 months, wasn't it? 23? Yeah, about. 20, yeah. I, I just typed into Google, how long to travel, and it said to Europa. So I'm going to see what that says. <laughs> Three years. I'm, I'm a step ahead of you, Todd. Three years. Oh, you already got it. Nice. Yeah. That's in a modern spacecraft, right? Uh, with current technology, three years right. oh, for really? a oh, right. one-way one trip. Um, the- so this did this did take place somewhat in the future, is what they're saying, right? So maybe they have a little bit of extra juice in their their rockets well, in the future. That that, yeah. that rocket launch they showed, I'm sure that was like um a not uh, like an Ariane rocket or something, wasn't it? It was like a it was a real launch they showed, wasn't it? Yeah, the ones they use. I think part, parts of the clips were that that one taking off from the ground looked like a real clip, but when yeah. it was in the air, is also. Oh yeah, obviously, obviously that was all faked up. Yeah, yeah. But they did use apparently they did use like NASA scientists as consultants in order to. Uh, they used NASA scientists to help them design those spacecraft or that spacecraft, um, and they uh, just as they were beginning principal photography, they, they there was a probe or something that went to Europa, and they did find water on Europa. And some of those images in the film were images from NASA of of Europa, which is quite interesting. You know the you know the ones that look right. really fake. I mean that's the thing about this film is that I think it's it strives for reality to the point of being uh, not as interesting. Do you know what I mean? Sure. The movie definitely drags at certain points. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now on that point, on that point, because I think we probably all have a similar kind of thought about the movie. But did anyone like this movie overall? No. No. <laughs> um, I did. Well, it's it's hard to say that I liked it overall. Like, this is another movie where I I deeply enjoyed all the space porn uh-huh. and everything <laughs> about that. But you know, the acting is stiff, and the it's just. You know, everything else about it is not that good. Like, you'd never want to watch it again, right? That's true, yeah. Watch, yeah. I watch it. I would watch, like, clips on YouTube of the, you know, rockets and orbiting Europa and everything, but I yeah. wouldn't watch the acting again. Hmm. Okay. So that's, four, that's basically one, two, three, four, five thumbs down, I guess. Oh, no, I, I enjoyed this film. No, I'd put it, I'd put it, um, my thumb, thumb is half, halfway <laughs> erect. <laughs> my thumb is leather in the leather stage where is your thumb uh no, steven steven is your thumb up todd or is it down todd i mean is it where is your thumb it's it's up right here in front I... of me <laughs> <laughs> no i was saying steven's the where steven's thumb is it up todd no oh, hang on wait wait it's 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 up um <laughs> because i'm i'm not gonna take this sideways measure like todd does but it's it's up but barely hmm. up but so. What'd you say? I'll give it. <laughs> hey, I, I'm with you there. Okay, I'll give it. I'll give it an up butt barely. <laughs> it's, it's it's right up that butt barely. Okay, so basically, Todd and both Todd and Stephen have their thumbs up their butts. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Stay yeah, it, it, it was it was okay. It was 
you know, it, it definitely isn't a movie I would ever watch again, but I'm, I'm glad I saw it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, yeah, I, I, I was, as I was watching, I was thinking this is really interesting, very, and actually there was, there were, to, up to a certain point, it was like this is really compelling. I really, really, this is kind of exciting. I don't know, you don't know what's going to happen. And then, uh, then at some point, it, got, it sort of lost me, and I, I got bored, and I was just I lost interest completely. And uh, and then the ending was kind of ridiculous, basically. Um, yeah. So it's like sort of half. It's like half hard science, and then it moves into sort of a into sort of B movie territory, doesn't it? Yeah. They they had a, a nice twist on it that got me, which is. They're showing all the interview clips and they're showing that one, the pilot woman having an interview, but then, you know, the twist at the end where she didn't actually make it off and it's just a tape. Right. So that was good. Sorry. I was just going to say that this is um, the kind of movie that I would not have finished if we weren't uh, watching it for this podcast. <laughs> um, Cause I did find it really boring in the middle. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. Mm, yeah. So <laughs> we also, we watched it on our iPad versus like on a real tv so uh, right of course yeah i don't know that i think the tv would make things. the difference on this one because there are some great space shots oh yeah I, I tell you what um normally when i watch, watch a movie like if i watch a decent movie like like you know it's a proper sort of a proper sort of big um hollywood movie i'll watch it on my big screen the projector with with all the nice surround sound and what have you if it's something a bit smaller and or crappy i like for example bring it on i watched that on a little telly i didn't really bother but um so i put this on the on the projector and normally with most movies they're uh, they're uh, you know they're not 69 they're like 2.35 to 1 they're they're so they're letterbox within the the widescreen uh display this is a 69 mm-hmm. movie so it's huge and i think they mm-hmm. i think they framed it as such so I, they didn't intend this to be I don't think from the outset they intended this to be shown theatrically. It wasn't intended to be shown in movie theaters. It was shown in like three. And so um, it's framed for um, home home watching. So on a big mm. screen, it looks fucking huge. It's like IMAX almost. Um, and all those sort of displays that pop up. It's pretty immersive. And I was, that's sort of what drew me in and, and I found very compelling. And also the audio is bonkers. Like the, yeah. I, I think the, the subwoofer was going like nothing. My, my whole, the yeah, whole yeah. room was shaking. And even in something like, something like Cloverfield, they don't ramp up the, the, the subwoofer so much. So with those scenes where, you know, there's lots of, um, bass going on, it was pretty impressive. And also the music, the old bomb, 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 and all that stuff was very atmospheric. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. it helps if you see it on a, yeah. On a big, big TV or something. But, that was our um, mistake. We don't have a yeah. TV here yet. So. Well, but the other thing, <laughs> yeah. too, is our problems with the movie didn't have to do with the picture quality, really. No, you know but if, I mean? if it's more immersive, though, yeah. you're kind of more yeah. into the yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah I think you would have like, got sucked in just a yeah. tad bit more. I think so, too. Yeah. And in honesty, if it would have not dragged so much at the beginning, then we would have paid a little bit more attention, <laughs> which I'm sure would have helped Come on, we well. were paying perfect attention. We always Perfect. Did. <laughs> oh, that's funny, because I didn't think it dragged, I didn't think it dragged at the beginning. I thought it dragged towards the middle, really, but. Oh, well, I guess the entire thing. <laughs> I think it's easy for the uh, the beginning and the middle to kind of intertwine. It's not, it's, it's not until 59 minutes in that they actually find the life on Europa when she's out there on the suit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, probably I think ten minutes before that, you get kind of the flash middle of them trying to fix the panel out in space, and in, instead they get coated in all the the hydrazine, the uh, the rocket right. fuel. Yep. So so that's like the first real 
action-y part of the movie, and it's probably, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there are a couple of really there are a couple of really nice shots. Where, uh, like for example, when they so she says something about one of the characters says something about adrenaline, then you hear this. And then they they switch to an outside. Yo 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 yo, check it, Marky Mark. Then they switch to an outside view, and you see this really beautiful shot of. Um, like the solar panels rotating, what have you. And that, that was very reminiscent of Gravity. And I think, obviously, this must have come out before Gravity. Anyway, they must have shot it before they saw Gravity. But there were a couple mm-hmm. of shots that reminded me very much of Gravity. Has everyone seen Gravity now? Yep. Don't say I no, Todd. Seen it yet. Oh, my God. Todd, you still haven't seen oh it? Oh, my God. You know. I watched another movie off, off that list. All right. Well, and no spoilers, but um, it, this sort of reminded me a bit of Gravity, except uh, if Gravity was a lot more slow and boring and nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, Neil, this really was like 2001. It really was, wasn't it? And did you notice that that yeah. um, cue, that very, very cheesy cue, that music cue they did? Um, no, I didn't. I missed that. This one. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I had to, I I actually groaned when they did that. I was like, "Are you are you serious? You playing? You're playing?" Because the the when they play that, I think it's when they've got like a really long outside view of the space station rotating, and obviously they they have similar right. kind of gravity kind of systems in this in this spaceship. As exactly. Well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they did the exact same thing with the um the rotating module to that they have to live in. And right. as well, like halfway through the movie when they're doing the spacewalk, that is, you know, just about when Hal does his, you know, cleaning of the spaceship. Yeah, this is sort of like a, a bit of a low budget, not rip off of 2001, but it sort of combines several movies and yeah, quite reminiscent of 2001. And actually, I'm not a fan of 2001 either. I think I'm in a minority when it comes to uh, sort of fans of these types of movies. I don't like 2001. I think it's really slow and boring. I, I really like 2001, but I could see why you would not like it. That it's it's a tough film to love, especially nowadays. Um, especially mm. since I feel like Gravity kind of mm. trots the same area now, but it's it's just easier to get into. So 2001 is one of the best books I've ever read, though. So I don't. I've actually only seen clips of the movie. I've never seen the actual movie. Oh, wow. You're turning into sort of Jackie Charity here with not seeing Gravity and not seeing 2001. Um, I've seen Gravity. I've read, I've read the book. <laughs> <laughs> but the book, I think, wasn't the book written at the same time as the movie? It was because it was yeah, Arthur C. Clarke, it was the movie. The movie and the book oh. were written by um, Arthur, Arthur C. Clarke. Clark. And he wrote them uh, at the same time. Yeah, yeah, so what's the point of reading the oh. book then? There's no point, is there? That's weird. Yeah. Because I like to read books. Because <laughs> he's I enjoy I enjoy rubbing my eyes across pages. <laughs> the book is a bit more uh, detailed at the end, um, and and also there's further sequels to the book. There's three sequels to the book, and only one sequel to the movie. And Clark, Clark has also said that the the sequels are each their own sort of parallel universe, which is kind of technology assisted, um, since. Time marched on, and obviously, when he first wrote that movie in 1965, he didn't know the Soviet Union was going to crash. You know, 20 years later, so like mm. the books have to retcon a whole bunch of stuff, and it's we- things get weird. 
As uh, I've never seen 2010. Has anyone seen that? Nope. Nope. No, I have the book, but I haven't read it yet. <laughs> oh, I think 2010 had bad reviews, but I've never seen it, so I don't know. I've never seen it because the reviews are bad, but I have read the uh, the whole book series. Hmm. This is this is um, one of the few English language movies where I have to turn on subtitles. <laughs> I couldn't understand a damn word half the people were saying. Well, they speak Russian. The, the two two of the actors speak Russian uh, the, near the beginning, and that's not subtitled even if you turn on the subtitles. Right. I'm, I'm just talking about their regular accents. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, they're English accents. I was really confused by literally when it first started because that that woman actress the one who plays the 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 sort of i don't know the leader or whatever the the boss i was like where is that accent from is that south african is that australian so i had to look it up you know dr unger is the character's name Mm -hmm. and um she was born in like the u.s but moved to south africa when she was about nine so it's mostly south african that accent um and then you've got charlotte copley whatever his name is who's who's also South African, trying to do an American right. accent, yeah. isn't he? That was so, so bizarre. He, you could tell he was trying to put it on hard with the American accent, but he, he did not pull it off. In fact, yeah. if you, if you, looking through the cast list, every single person was doing an accent that wasn't their own. So you had Charlotte Copley, Dr. Unger. You also had um, some Russian model. I don't know why they sent a Russian model into space. Then you had uh, oh, Anna Maria, gotcha. oh, gotcha. <laughs> hot catcher. Then you had Anna Maria Marinka, who is um, Romanian. I don't know who she was playing, but I don't think she's playing a Romanian. Uh, and I don't know who da- Doctor Daniel Luxemburg was. I don't know who who is he playing, but uh, he's got a movie name a bit like Austin Travis, isn't he? You talking about Charlto? Charlto? Do- no, do- Charlto plays. Uh, he's James. James Corgan. Then you have got Doctor Daniel Luxemburg, who I'm assuming gets killed off very early because we don't see much of him. He was he was one of the uh, later ones to get killed off. He was the one was he? that um, he had to go outside the ship. Now the only um, one I on, noticed on the ground, the only one I can think of who wasn't putting on accent was this guy. Just now, see if you recognize this guy. We had to design a spacecraft unlike any before it. Of course, once the decision was made to put people on board, the requirements ballooned. Human beings need food. Do you recognize that guy? Uh, they need- Shit. Shit. Yeah, it's this guy. She. Oh, really? She. Was. <laughs> what is that from? That's Cl- uh, Senator the Clay Davis from The Wire. Yeah. He's very, uh, famous, what, very famous for Was he in his. the movie? Yeah, I just played a clip, you know. He was the one who was uh, on Earth and he was sort of sitting on that. Okay, panel. yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't on the, the, uh, the boat in, no, the, no, in no. space. They didn't have any black guys. There's no black guys in space. Todd, you should know this by now. <laughs> <laughs> in space no one could see a black guy <laughs> oh they had one on Alien didn't they on the uh, first one was there a black guy in the second one I don't think so no on the second one for sure there was because there was, was there's a whole army crew oh Joe Jovels are very quiet have they gone to sleep already nope no I just don't know anything about these movies <laughs> I think we're all just shocked at this racial humor that's going on yeah oh, my goodness. I, was, I was waiting for him to say something about watermelons growing in space <laughs> oh my god my goodness what, what is, is that? happening she <laughs> there's a i got that clip off youtube and uh i had to chop it into bits but there's one this one mix on youtube where it's like they just take that she and just extend it <laughs> she <laughs> just goes on forever <laughs> mm. 
Well, he he is the uh, by IMDb standards, he is the most famous person in this movie. And oh, well, he's in oh no, no, no! At the time this movie came out, it'd be Charlto because he was just yeah. off of District Nine. Yeah, if you, I actually looked at um, just off cl- of District Nine. This movie came out in 2013. That's what he's known for, though. Right. Well, actually, now Charlto was in the top-selling, top-grossing movie of the past few weeks. He was. He was in Maleficent as the evil king. He's also in Elysium. He's like he's like one of the key, key lead characters in Elysium, isn't he? Because that's the same director, as uh, same director as um, as uh, District Nine. He plays the bad guy. Remember? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it, but yes. Well, Clay Davis is his real name is Isaiah Whitlock Jr. And I did go SG. I did go and look up his credits, and I mean he has a lot of credits, but he's not really had major roles in anything but but The Wire, really. So I wouldn't say he was. Um, I mean, none of the none of these people in it are really well known, are they? They don't. There's no sort of very well rec- recognized lead actors well, in it. Yeah, Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson. It was done for no money. I mean, the the money that you know the budget was like half of what you'd pay. The budget for the entire movie is half what you'd pay. You'd pay Tom Cruise, you know, for a lead and, a lead role. And it shows mm. ten million. Yeah. Actually, uh, Jovials, do you have any uh, any notes for us, or, or uh, do you just want to um, chip in? really have any major notes i had never even heard of this movie until who who um brought this up first or put this on the list i don't know who, I, bl- who can we blame i, who I did yeah uh, we can blame Tom. yeah oh, okay okay good i know who to blame um <laughs> no i don't know I, I had never i just never heard of it and i didn't even really know what it was going to be about when i started watching it so um but like i said i didn't really enjoy it all that much so unfortunately i i totally understand the tarred uh viewpoint of the space porn because there were some really beautiful yeah. shots and a lot of the cool stuff but a lot of the things that makes a, many of the other space type movies good is there's some kind of, I, I guess, supernatural phenomenon or something interesting where you mm-hmm. know, for science, it's a huge a huge accomplishment to find, you know, life somewhere Sushi. else. But for a movie, <laughs> eh, like I was, hoping, and it's not till the very end. I was hoping for a little yes. bit more flash at the end. Well, I, yes, you're right. Yeah, you're throughout. right. It's it's a very realistic movie, and you know they. Ba- I think they based that. Uh, I mean, it, obviously, we, we're going to spoil the movie because you shouldn't be listening to this unless you've seen the movie. So, spoiler alert. Right. Um, but ultimately, it's. It, I found it very unsatisfying because it is too realistic. It's like, oh, uh, right, they found a space octopus. Exactly. Great. Yep. It's a space octopus. Boring. Yeah, and and <laughs> the whole that's the whole that, movie. That though, would isn't be it? huge. Too, though. Hey, but it's got it's got yeah, Christmas course, lights yeah. on it. <laughs> but, but I think you're right, John. If it if it had been because because like but the space octopus is very B movie movie anyway, so they should have gone the whole hog. I think I think you're right. They should have gone the whole hog and come up with something really fantastic that we'd have gone. Oh fuck it out, you know something like Ooh. um you know the the thing out of um Cloverfield or something. Yeah, but if you want to if you want to see that movie, there's Event Horizon. Spoiler alert! I've not seen that one. Ooh. Oh. Event Horizons is something. We got a movie for we got a movie selection for you. What Event Horizon? Event Horizon. I've got a lot of crappy movies that I, I've got queued up to watch now. That is not a crappy movie. <laughs> oh, dare you! What's oh? Uh, the, we need to put Short Circuit on that list too. By the way, <laughs> I think it's already there. I just added Double Dragon to my queue <laughs> from nineteen ninety four. Nice. I know what that one is? <laughs> is that is that like from the Billy video and Jimmy? Game? Yeah. It has the guy. The guy from Party of Five oh. is is Billy or Jimmy. <laughs> uh, well, I I just mentioned Event Horizon. That's 
I, I that's what reminded me while watching this movie. All I could think of was event of Event Horizon in two thousand one, mm-hmm. um, where they're both. I don't know. I I do not like Event Horizon as much as as Todd does, um, because I did not like it. So, <laughs> um, I I don't know. I I thought, like I said earlier, I thought this was a good movie, but I could see why. You know, it's it's not especially liked. It's it, the audience rating is fifty six percent on the old Rotten Tomatoes. So, mm. you know, as opposed to eighty percent from the critics. IMDb rating six point five, um, and it's it's probably lost them quite a bit of money. It's made about a million dollars. So, mm, nah. Well, yeah, yeah. Actually, I looked at the because it had such a tiny, tiny release. I looked at some of the numbers for the DVD release, DVD slash Blu-ray release uh, mm-hmm. in the US, because uh, that's where you generally find most of the figures, and it didn't make money on there either. But it, I think this is this is one of those movies that. They sort of intended to, intended it to be video on demand. It was actually released on video on demand before it was released in the theaters, I believe, and and before mm. and maybe even before it came out on uh, on DVD and Blu-ray. So that was the intended audience for it. And maybe that's why they framed it at sixteen nine because they knew it was going straight to straight to people's TVs. Um, so it's very difficult to find figures for that. So they, I think, it's very hard to lose money on. Um, on a money on a on a on a movie with a budget so small, one where they probably spent zero money zero dollars in marketing as well. I don't imagine you saw any billboards for this or uh, TV ads or anything like that, or even press maybe. Right. So, and what they did was, which was I think was quite clever, was they filled the entire crew with this huge, you know, this very wide ranging international cast. So you had a Chinese looking guy in there. I don't know whether he's actually Chinese born, but he had a Chinese name, and they had a Russian guy in there who was actually Swedish, and you had a, you know, blah blah blah. So you know they're sort of pandering and or catering towards international markets so i can't imagine it would have lost money because it and and actually um i think as todd was saying uh we kind of we're kind of blaming todd for this but i this is one of these movies <laughs> i also did want to see but i'd heard it had um iffy review so i never never saw it so i was kind of like looking forward to seeing it and it was kind of a disappointment really but yeah i yeah because hard science fiction is what is this science fiction I like the stuff that's sort of realistic but as I said before and I think John was saying it's too realistic it's, t- it's so boring you know, if it's too realistic we should watch Event Horizon <laughs> uh, speaking speaking of the of the release um, this is as far as Dime for Scale Movie Club goes this is the most recently released movie that we've seen it, it was released yeah. 330 days ago mm-hmm. mm. good point oh. But yet, I still had never heard of it. <laughs> it's weird. Had you guys were you guys like really well aware of this movie when it first came out? Not when it first came out. I just heard just saw it on friends. My, my brother recommended it to me. That's why. All uh, oh. right. I I only saw it through like my movie forums. That's the only reason I knew about it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have never heard of it. Ah. Yeah, I, I first heard of it when it was nominated. So I would just like to say, if you'd like to see more of. Uh, Carolina, aka Katja Petra Petra oh, Bana gotcha. from the movie. Um, <laughs> she she has like a five episode arc on Justified, the most most recent season, I believe. Oh, nice. Yeah, I still need to watch that show. Is she the short haired one? No, no. Oh. Kat Katja, you don't remember Katja? No, she's she's the pretty one. Oh, okay. She's the Russian model they sent up into space. I don't know if you could see this on on your um iPad when you watched it, but she has like. 
they showed it hardcore, like zoomed in on her face. She has some kind of eye birth defect. Did you guys see mm. that? No, I didn't see that. It's like her her left eye is all multicolored and weird. Yeah. Now she's she's the one who has to do the um the walk outside on Europa, and then she mm-hmm. she plunges into the ice. When she did that, I was yelling, I was yelling, catch it, catch it, don't go into the cellar. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking ridiculous. I mean, well, first of all, okay. Oh, gotcha. They they send out they send out some probes or sensors or whatever, and it's like, right, we're gonna land this thousands of ton tons of ton weigh, weighing vehicle on the ice, and then oh look, the it's much hotter down there than we thought. So uh, heat plus ice plus big spaceship, and then they go and walk go outside walking on it, and then one of them falls through, and they send out everyone else goes out walking on it. What the hell? Crazy. Yeah, pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Well, the speak. Oh, go ahead. Well, the the last guy going out there was like, like what? You've just seen like two other people fall through the <laughs> ice. Like that that was confusing. he was he was trying to get he was trying to get it off the ground for the other for the last lady. Yeah, true. He was sacrificing himself. Ugh. Well, speaking of gravity, um. The gravity on Europa is a tenth of Earth's gravity, mm. but they're just stomping around like they're on Earth, you know? You guys notice that? Mm. They should be floating a little bit more. They're just stomping yeah. around. There's little little space buggy. Yeah. Well, in that case, they should nobody should be falling through the ice, should they? If it's tenth of the Yeah, they should be able to just like push off of a ledge and mm. jump back up. Now, I, I just like a ninja, that. a space ninja. <laughs> I just assumed that whatever suit they were wearing had a lot of mass to it. Mm. So that, that that was why they were falling through. That it wasn't that it wasn't like a scuba suit. What's the um what's the gravity on the moon, Todd, do you know? Um is it like uh probably a fifth? Alright, so this is twice I'm not sure. twice as uh twice the uh, half the gravity. So, you know, even if they've got heavy backpacks and what have you, they still shouldn't be, they still should be floating about like on the moon. Well, more than on the moon. They should be jumping about, shouldn't they? Yeah. Great catch. <laughs> mm. So when they were taken off mm-hmm. in that first, first rocket launch, and this is supposed to be in the future, they maybe have a little bit more juice in their rockets. Um, they're just like casually, you know, clicking buttons and <laughs> pushing stuff and lifting their arms. Um, you can't do that if you're in a rocket launch. You're you're forced you're forced back into your seat. Right, and also when <laughs> yeah. when they uh, yeah when they were taking off, you could see they had these tiny little pathetic seatbelt type things as restraints. Yeah, and when they like when um, I don't know if it's the same for yeah it must be the same for space shuttle launches because it's still a big rocket, isn't it? When they have a, a rocket launch for NASA, they there's a guy one of the NASA te- technicians goes in there. And straps them down, and he puts his puts his boot on their chest and pulls the straps so tight because they need to be really tight and tight, tightly um, attached to the seats. Otherwise, they're going to, f- you know, fly all over the place or get get their bones broken or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was a bit ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I think they definitely took liberties with that part, and also, I like I I did look into the, like the the realities of this. Like, there's there's no way you could do a man trip right now unless it was one way. Like you can't, I don't think there's any way that once you get to Europa that you can retake off. Um, cause you, yeah. the fuel, 
Unless you unless you launch out some some uh, unmanned probes first and land them on on there to have supplies ready to launch off again. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's essentially the only way you can do it because to it's it's kind of an exponential problem where to get there to have enough fuel to take off once you get there, you need to bring more fuel, which means you need more fuel to take off, which means you <laughs> just have to keep readjusting it up. With yeah, that, that's on. what that was. Yeah, I was thinking of the same thing. They must have been carrying a massive amount of fuel to get to Europa. If it takes three years, unless mm. oh, unless you you can't have a solar powered engine. I mean, they had the, so, the solar power must have been for their own life support systems and what have you, mustn't it? They need well, to have. Have like you a- ever heard of? Um, <laughs> have you ever heard of solar cells? Yeah, but they didn't have a solar cell, Todd. And then, yeah, they'd have to. It be could huge. have been. Could have been. What the, the invisible well, solar cell that nobody saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also at one point when they're trying to, I believe they're trying to fix the communications panel, um, and they they spill the hydrazine. The the hydrazine currently right now it's uses rocket fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they still had some on board, it suggests that's that's what they were going to use to retake off again uh-huh. in, in some in some form. Mm. Now there isn't a ter- terrific amount of information about this movie on the interwebs because it's uh, it's relatively obscure. Uh, not many people have seen it or even heard of it. Um, but uh, there was some website, and I can't remember the website. I can't I can't credit it. But the uh, there was some commenter on there who'd written a, a list of things. Sort of it was kind of a, a, a sort of a things we've learned about space from Europa reports. So I will credit the poster. His name is Bourbon Phantom. Bourbon, as in whiskey. Uh, he says, uh, let me see, he's written a bunch down. He was the only guy on the site to actually comment, and uh, he's, some of them are quite funny. Um, space, here's what we learned. Spacesuits run out of oxygen almost instantly when required by the plot. Um, <clears throat> True, yeah. There is no such thing as space work gloves. They only have the crappy sort of thin ones that break instantly. Um, spaceships do not have backup communication systems or backup life support systems. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you if you just you have l- one that works. <laughs> yeah, why do you need redundancy, uh, John? You don't need any redundancy, do you? No, not at all. <laughs> redundancy is just extra weight you didn't need. <laughs> uh and if you land on a planet, you will inevitably find the one organism that lives on that planet. Yep. <laughs> Although there <laughs> yeah, was yeah. there was sort of a sort of super mystical sort of implication that they were being drawn back to that one spot. Do you remember when they when they landed? They landed on they landed away from the intended landing spot, and when they took off and landed again, they landed exactly in the same spot again, which suggests that you know this is some kind of spooky space octopus that can you know direct the spaceship where it wants to or something. I don't know. Oh, I didn't think about that. Hmm. <laughs> well, wait, Neil, why do you assume there's just one of them? <laughs> well, when they say one organism, they win. I think they mean one class of organism. In other words. You know that maybe well, whole- that, mm. well the the science on this suggests that um if there is life on Europa it could be similar to like how there's like tube worms that live yeah. underneath you know by the the floor of the ocean which suggests that you know their probe needed to go deep deep down there and that's maybe where the, the octopus thing was coming from. You sound sort of skeptical, like, as if you don't really believe in like things like the Loch Ness monster and stuff like that. Uh, I believe it's same as Nessie, <laughs> or or is it Tessie? He wears a, a, a Scottish hat as well, Nessie. I've seen the pictures. Well, well you want to look your best for photos. 
You don't want to look like some some rube who lives in a lake, Neil. Mm. Well, I I was kind of mixed on this movie. I I mean, I really didn't like it, but there was some bits I did like. But there was a review in, uh, I think it was the Daily Cost gave a review, which I liked the way they described it. They said, as a whole, Europa Report comes off as a poorly integrated series of beautiful vignettes connected by very questionable premises and with an outcome that tries to be profound but just ends up seeming hand-wavy and botched. Yes, dodgy endings. The endings are are generally quite difficult, but this uh, this one made me really groan. How how so? Groan? Because the pilot lady, she she opened the airlock to get a good view of the monster to send back to Earth. No, that was fine. That was was quite interesting, actually, sort of self-sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. She was trying to... uh, She's sacrificing herself because she knew that it was kind of futile. So she thought she'd try and um, at least send back, send back a report. Um, mm-hmm. No, it was more the fact that, oh, fucking hell, it's just a bloody great space octopus. I mean, that was oh, really disappointing, you know? Because it didn't look, I mean, they could have at least made it. I mean, okay, maybe that was realistic to, to think it, it might look like that, but they could have made it look a bit more, a bit more interesting. Other than just you like, wanted it to talk, didn't you? Well, it could have been a weird looking, a weird looking spacey type thing living in the sea. I don't know, rather than just an octopus. You know, I I thought it was nice of them to reuse reuse a prop from The Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew I should have seen that one. Now I know what you're talking about. You should you should watch all of those uh, all of those, Jackie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You already warned me against it once. I'm not going to make the mistake. Mm-hmm. No, you you misheard the warning. No, I know. You, you said watch it, just mistake. don't expect it to be good like the first one. Right. <laughs> I I got a a note here from listener Rossier. Oh yeah. Yes. And he's <laughs> he says that he was irritated with the the airlock scene because when you could um when you close the airlock, you could that that whole airlock is it is um what is it called? Airtight, um, um, no, airtight, no. yeah, yeah. The airlock is airtight. So is he complaining can, about this? But there's no sound. Oh, there shouldn't be any sound, rather. No, no. You can you can pressurize it, take off your suit, you know, jump back in, and then flush the airlock. You could get out, get the hydrazine out of the ship. It doesn't. It wouldn't recirculate into the system. It's, oh, it's of course, yes. a pressurized airlock. Yeah, yeah. Mm, good point. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is supposed to be like trying to be super scientific. The place they went to, the Canorama Balamorama Cove on Europa, is an actual thing that does have evidence of uh, deep water. But the alien, um, you know, is some space octopus that lives down there. And how did he evolve? He he eats spaceships that land on the planet. Is that what he right. eats? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. If there's something that what big, else does there he has eat? to be smaller things. There has to be like little space penguins or space seals down there that he eats. <laughs> there could be, well, there could be space krill, tiny little space krill. Like, you know, like um, whales live off, live off krill, don't they? Which are very small. So it could be. Right. <laughs> yeah, he could right. He could just eat um, algae and all that kind of crap. We also, we, we also don't ever go like along the, I guess, the ocean floor of Europa. Like what's, what's down there? Oh, like, that's the, true. The, the probe never makes it there because it gets it gets knocked out by one of those things. So yeah. probably some space crabs and space sharks down there. Yeah. Well, if you also think like some of the the biggest dinosaurs were plant eaters, like just because there are you know not 
carnivores doesn't mean that they can't grow to huge sizes. Like it, it's weird. It's weird that the alien part did not bother me as as much as I, I guess seemingly everyone else. It didn't bother me. No, it wasn't a complete disaster. But th- by that point, I was kind of bored. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah. this, is kind of, this is kind of the last draw. Now it's, now it's turned into a B movie after all this boring hard science. You can't, you know. Anyway, I was more like, oh, it's over, yay! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is another very short movie. It's like ninety minutes, isn't it? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. Bad. It was another nice and short one. Yeah, at least you didn't suffer too long. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> and there's there's no behind the scenes. Well, there is tiny. There's there's a small amount of behind the scenes footage, and there is, but there's no commentary. There's very very little to uh, sort of absorb yourself in. Um, oh, we we've talked. We've sort of said we don't like the movie but one thing we have said we said earlier on uh which i don't think we was on the podcast maybe just before we started was that um i think the music is really good it's bear mccreary the guy yeah. who did uh, battlestar galactic oh yeah that's bear mccreary okay yeah mm. he's good he's good and this is every, um, every soundtrack that he does is good yeah and this is sort of different it's very different I mean, it's sort of uh uh it's not music concrete it's more sort of um electronic based i suppose isn't it and a uh, bit of orchestra but he's got some strings in there as well it's very nice yeah, and we said this off off pot as well is that the soundtrack reminds me a lot of uh, Mass Effect, mm. the video game, Neil, mm-hmm. um, and that has a great soundtrack that fits well. Mm. It's that that as well as a, is a like space opera type, you know, flying spaceships game. Mm. I've got one more note actually, which was that if you if you want to see a movie like this, don't see this one. See another <laughs> Earth. See another Earth. Uh, moon. Or sunshine, or maybe even two thousand and one: A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd, you've probably seen another yep. Earth and Moon and Sunshine. I guess I've seen I've seen Moon. Moon Moon is great. Moon is one of the the best movies. You haven't seen of all another time. Earth. I haven't seen. I have not seen an, another. Uh, Earth. Oh, you've got to see another Earth. It's brilliant, fantastic movie. Um, it's it's fantastic. It's all about sort of spacey things, and but it's kind of rooted on Earth as well. And Sunshine is a movie that's very very similar, and then they're traveling a long distance in a spaceship and it's um yeah. it's all about the sort of hard science but it's i think it's much more yeah. compelling i i actually i have that i have oh. that one but i haven't watched it yet uh, okay god we've got like we've got uh todd turning into both jackie and Lolf now <laughs> <laughs> i know um, how how have you not seen these small independent movies about space yeah i know i'm, I'm disappointing myself well, I mean, okay, but I think if you like if you like the likes of Moon, I think you should see Sunshine and uh, Another Earth. Well, I have it and it's ready to watch. Mm. I'm already two steps ahead of everybody else. Are are we done with Charlotte Copley? Can he not be in in any more movies? Wait, who's that? He's the South African guy playing the American guy, and he was also the lead human on, in uh, District Nine. Don't tell me you haven't seen uh, District Nine. I have seen District Nine in the theater. Ah, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing about District 9 is that his accent fits in well there. He sounds like a South African. In every single movie I've seen him in, besides that one where he's playing someone with a different accent, he has a South African accent, and he's pretty bad. Yeah. Now, I looked, because um, uh, because I wasn't too sure about this cast, I did look up some of them, and uh, um, yeah, the, the, the other girl who's not quite as good looking, but still good looking, who's not the Russian model, is uh, Anna Maria Marinka, and she, she was best known... She's a Romanian actress, and she's best known from a movie called Four Months, Three Weeks, and Two Days, which is from 2007. And it's like it's won a billion awards. It's like on I check movies, it's like it's like won tons of awards. And it's like I think one of the awards it's won is most acclaimed movie of this 
one of the most acclaimed movies of the century, blah, blah, blah. And it is a really great movie, but it's incredibly depressing. Um, but yeah, so I looked her up. Just reading this description here, it sounds pretty depressing. It's, it's just hor- a one-line description. Horribly depressing. It's It goes, <laughs> a woman assists her friend in arranging an illegal abortion in 1980s Romania. <laughs> sounds like a good wow. time. Yeah, yeah it's, very it's, it's extremely difficult to watch. She's, I mean, it is a good movie, but... I found it very, very difficult to watch. But yeah, I, so I looked up her and I looked up Charlto Copley or whatever his name is. And um, if it turns out that the reason he got, or rather, he's in District 9 playing that lead, lead role and he'd never been in a movie before. It just so happens he was a chum of the director of the movie. Uh, Nell, Nell, yeah, that's Blom, right. Blom, Blomkamp. Yeah. I did hear that, yeah. So it's like, what? yeah, what? I mean, Todd, your point I think is valid. Why the hell is he doing in movies? Yeah. I could see him getting like bit roles, bit roles in Blomkamp movies, just like as oh here here he is as a doctor in one scene, but he should not be a lead. He was kind of rubbish in uh, in in Elysium as well, really. I mean, well, this movie was filmed in Brooklyn, so I I just assume that they went to the local artist community and picked out a whole bunch of international looking people. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, Neil, you my urine. <laughs> Neil, you described that as a uh, pandering, um, although I. You know, I I think most space crews have kind of a mixed ethnic background because you uh, often speak English and yeah. Russian and well, I, other languages. Yeah, yeah you're right. That's actually, true, yeah. yeah, that's true. But um, no, well, pandering. I did use another word as well, which I can't remember. But it's more like cat. No, I did use another word. It was catering. You're sort of catering to that audience. And oh, you you use pandering as yeah, well. It's How both. It's you? both really, isn't it? If you want to be if you want to be critical, you could say it's pandering, but. Um, that, well, there's two things. One, one you could say it's catering for this international audience. The other thing is, the other thing is that you're obviously getting these actors for cheap because, you know, you're not hiring Tom Cruise to do a, a space movie. You know, it's probably the only space movie the last five, five movies without Tom Cruise in, isn't it? He's done a lot recently. Um, but yeah, the I mean, the only recognizable, you know, the only recognizable voice in the whole thing is she. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The, well, this movie also has probably got hurt coming out so close to gravity, like even even within yeah. a year of that time frame, where every everything it does now just looks really small as compared to that film. Mm, gravity was Gravity two thousand and thirteen. Was wasn't it? I think so. Was it twelve? No, it wasn't twelve. No, it was, thir- it was well, thirteen. Well, it wasn't fourteen. Yeah, it wasn't fourteen. Gravity came out. This says IMDb says it came out in October. All right, so so Europa Report is basically June two thousand thirteen. Gravity, mm-hmm. sorry, what did you say? Gravity was October twenty thirteen. Right, so August thirty, August thirty first, twenty thirteen. Right. But that was at a film festival. Uh, right. Anyway, so this so Europa Report came out first. So I don't, yeah, I don't think you could say it failed or suffered because of any comparisons because it would have come out first i think it failed well, it fails because because it's um low budget and nobody had heard of it whether it's good or not yeah right okay so that's all we have time for this week next week's movie is scheduled to be the 2013 sci-fi channel classic sharknado in the u.s it is streaming on netflix and hulu plus and it's also available for rent on itunes google play and youtube you can follow us on Twitter at DFSMC Podcast. Perhaps you can send us a suggestion for a movie we can watch. You can also find uh, 
the iTunes link on our Twitter page and you can rate and review us there. That kind of helps book the podcast if you post a rating, a nice high rating, obviously, and uh, you post a review because it helps pop us up on the uh, chart thingies. My thanks this week go to my co-host, Todd Brisket. Hey, uh, space is great. Um, I miss you guys. Uh, bye. <laughs> thanks to Jovial Jackie and Jovial John. Thanks, Neil. Um, it's a bit... I had really a lot of fun here, but it's a bit like performing ballet and rocket science at 125,000 miles per hour. Good times. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> and special thanks to our special guest, Stephen Greenwell. Neil, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> That's some tasty urine. <laughs>